Hello, welcome to In the Kitchen with Brett Thorne, a food service industry podcast by Restaurant Hospitality. I'm your host, Senior Food and Beverage Editor Brett Thorne, reporting to you from our office in Midtown Manhattan, where I come from time to time, but not that often, to be honest. Mostly I work from home. Uh, I'm in the office today, however, because later on I'll be attending a tea seminar at the Japan Society a few blocks away, and it's always good to keep learning. I was here yesterday, too, actually, to visit with some of my colleagues and because our bosses ordered Shake Shack. Actually, the Shake Shack wasn't particularly motivating. It was a nice gesture, but I can make my own food at home. But as you might have heard, many companies are trying to find ways to get their employees to come into the office, and the one I work for is no exception. Why am I telling you this? Because my guest for this episode is Nick Livanos, head of his family-run Livanos Restaurant Group, which operates two restaurants here in Midtown Manhattan and two in the suburbs in Westchester County. Nick has been running restaurants in New York for decades, and he has some keen observations about how the landscape has changed since the pandemic started. So stay tuned, because here is Nick Livanos. So how are you, Nick? What's up? All good. You know, it's it's been a strange uh, couple of years, mm-hmm. but now everything is back to normal, and it's all almost a distant memory. Uh, the good news is I have a granddaughter, so I have my first grandchild. Oh, wonderful. That's exciting. Yes. It yeah. is, yes. For me, it's not the lockdown period. I didn't really leave my apartment for 13 months, and it's not really a memory because apparently it was traumatizing, and I've blocked it all out. I don't really know what I was doing. I mean, I was working, reporting on the industry, but I don't. When I try to remember specific things, my brain's like, no. Forward, look forward. Um, the only good thing, which I, many people had this experience, all my children came back home. Oh, so we were we were six plus two daughter-in-laws. We were eight people in the house, and we were having all these great dinners. And so that that was one positive thing. And that, that was where in in Westchester, Fairfield County. We live. We no, we live in Westchester in Armonk. Oh, great! Yeah, and you didn't want to kill any of them. No, no. And actually, you know what worked that well? Because of the modern barn is only two miles away, we pivoted there to takeout. And the takeout orders were, were very big. Lots of $200, $300 orders to the immediate area into Greenwich. And I needed drivers. <laughs> so at any moment, I'd say, guys, come, I got, I got an order to Greenwich. I, I got an order to purchase. I need you now. And they all, they all gladly came. <laughs> Well, and another of your kids are in the business anyway, right? Yeah, they're they're all in hospitality. My two oldest sons work directly with me. Uh, my third son, Christo, works for Mint House. It's a their hotel apartments, and they cater to the uh, business traveler. And my daughter Nikki is the New York rep for Casa Lumbre. It's a uh, it's a company based out of Mexico City. Uh, they they specialize in mezcals. No. Uh, yeah. So she was. And even my oldest. I'm sorry. So she was really busy selling that business. Yeah, she was, absolutely. Yeah. And my oldest son Johnny launched his own gin right at the beginning of the pandemic, called Stray Dog, nice. made in Northern Greece. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. It received the the double gold at the San Francisco Spirit Tasting, and it has a Greek personality made with Greek botanicals. So that's one of the exciting things that's happened in a family. That's fine. Yeah. So you're a proud papa. What kind of Greek? I am. Yes. 
Does it have like mastica and things in it? Absolutely, it has mastica and and rosemary and thyme, uh, a little bit of a, a, a lemon zest. So it does, definitely has a Greek personality. Uh, it's a great mixing gin. Not the first gin I would recommend if you like your London dry style of gin, but I mean from from Negronis to ton with tonics and all these nice new tonic waters that come out of Greece. Uh, it's quite remarkable as a, as a, as a cocktail gin. Well, yeah. awesome. And it's called Stray Dog. We might as well promote it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and in the meantime, you have, how many restaurants do you have in Midtown? Now you have Oceana, you got Molivos. We have Oceana and Molivos. Molivos relocated. Uh -huh. Where we moved into Hell's Kitchen at 402 West 43rd right west of Ninth Avenue. Uh, you probably know the location. It's the old Eska space. Oh, that's a, wow. So yeah. even better for pre-theater than the original Molivos, which was great for pre-theater. Exactly. And we were not looking to move, even though we did think about it once in a while, but we were forced to move because the hotel we were in never reopened. Oh, that's yeah, a many, many, many victims of the pandemic, including 700 plus room hotels. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we closed, we closed one restaurant. We closed our Hudson West restaurant on 57th Street. I remember that. Also, yeah, the, the movie theater that we were next door to, the multiplex never reopened. So even there, we, we had no choice. Business never returned to that neighborhood. That was a beautiful space. I remember, I think yeah. I went to a party. It was a great, great restaurant. Uh, Great, great neighborhood, but things things happen. The good news is lots of that clientele is coming here, and we didn't have to lay anyone off. We brought all that all that um, those employees and our old Molivos employees came here too. So we opened up with a hundred percent season staff. So that's one good thing that came came about from the closings. And I'm yeah. talking to you from Molivos, right? Yes. But yes. it doesn't look like Oceana. No, not at all. No. Very, very much homier. If you uh -huh. can see the back wall here, it's all the um, all the same family photographs that we had at the other restaurant. And and one of the wine cellars on my left. Wow. So is the former Esca space larger than the previous Molivo space? No, the opposite. Much smaller. We're 65, 70 seats, and we'll have another 40 seats outside. And how, how big was the previous Molivo? It was, it was 200, 220 seats. Whoa. So We didn't want a big restaurant like that again. Yeah, smaller is better in this day and age, too. It allows us to be more intimate a tighter uh, staff, uh, much easier to run. These big mega restaurants, I know they're still opening, but it, it's not the direction we really want to take anymore. Well, Oceana is kind of big and mega, isn't it? It, it's it is. the biggest kitchen but, in town, I think. It's you a big it. restaurant. And it's that last, from that former era of opening big. The, the, the location dictated it, and we really had no choice. We either had a take it the way it is. And the, the landlord was very motivated to have us. So that worked out. But in general, to do a big restaurant today, it's not the easiest thing to do. Well, it's especially in Midtown, where I'm talking to you from our office today in Midtown, 
but yes. that's not usual. Usually I am at home in my apartment in Brooklyn and the local bars and restaurants are very grateful for that. But yes, uh, since I patronize them a lot, but obviously my Midtown neighbors are not as happy. I mean, I, I imagine you've had to really adjust to the lower occupancy rates in Midtown. But we, when we do two full seatings on a Saturday night, we do two and a half seatings. Wow. That's 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 okay. You know, it's a good it's a good thing. You're you're running it with just three waiters, um, plus you know, two one runner, two bus boys. It's very efficient. That's and cool. and our our check average is much higher here. Our our bottle wine sales is much better here. Something about the intimacy of the space has allowed um, a, a more engaged uh, clientele. Well, this is Molivos you're talking about, because Oceana is- Molivos, yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm speaking about Molivos, yes. Yeah. Well, that's great. So higher check average, fully uh, booked uh, Saturday nights. And I get, yeah. do you have a good pre-theater crowd too? Or post We do, yes. We do. And a little bit post-theater. We're trying to build that, but we do get a little bit. Get people to come in for some baklava and a glass of dessert wine and- Sure. Absolutely. Coffee. Yeah. That's cool. There's nothing. There's nothing better. I right. Did you have to change the menu very much? Maybe shrink it down, or I don't know. It's it is a little smaller, but we added a new section of of what we called omar, which means from the sea, and it's raw, basically raw and marinated section. So everything from a tuna tartare to uh, Ionian style hamachi crudo, a branzino crudo a scallop marinato, uh, and we do this nice uh, marinated sardine on crudes. So that's what's new and, and modern and exciting added to the menu. And those sound like good kind of group gathering, snacky food, drink, yeah. so a glass of wine, or do you sell a lot of ouzo and stuff like that? Or is it more? Um, no, absolutely. Like because the bar is smaller, mm -hmm. we, 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 the previous small of us, we had 12 ouzos. Now we just have six. So just we have to work with the the bar, but it's still we expanded the bar from what was here at Esma. So it is a nicer, bigger bar. I could turn the camera around if you want to peek at it. Sure, let's take a look. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice big bar. Yeah, so it's before the bar that was here at Esco was very small. But uh this is perfect. Six seats and and Easy to fill. And so people come in. Is there a happy hour crowd now much? I, I won't call it a happy hour crowd. It is a pre-theater crowd. A lot of the walk-ins who want to, who are familiar with just walking in and sitting at the bar to catch something before our show. But we don't get that business pre-theater the way Oceana does. But Oceana still does. Yes, yes. Yes. I mean, it, it's really in the heart of Midtown. But even so, occupancy rates are, what, less than half, 50% of what they were before. We, we hear different numbers, but I, for the most part, our landlords say they're at least 50%. Oh. What we see happening at Oceana is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is very powerful. Mondays are okay. Fridays are not. Our Friday business has not returned. Dinner, yes, but lunches are very slow. Sure, people aren't coming into the office on Friday. Right. But, you know, it's true that when people do come in, they're more likely 
to go out and drink a little bit with their colleagues because it's more of a special occasion going into the office. We've, we've noticed that. But let's say today, yesterday, we'll do 250 lunch, where Fridays we'll do 90 or 100. So it's a, it's a big big difference in, in business. But that's not terrible. That's not no business. That's okay business. No, exactly. But we're a big restaurant and, and we need to be busier. But we're we're it's okay, and like you, like you said, we do see that more leisurely diner on a on a Friday lunch. They're they're coming in because maybe they're obligated to, but then they 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 entertain and stay a couple of hours. So are they are they drinking more? Lunchtime, not a lot. You know, you have one or two glasses of wine, but dinner absolutely, and and the uh, the happy hour crowd, yes. And and are you finding that uh, your guests are are willing to pay more, or they're indulging themselves more? Well, that's something I hear a bit about. We're not seeing, of course, because of of uh, food food pricing increase and wage increase and all that. Our prices have gone up, but we're not seeing any resistance. Okay, yeah, that's another thing I hear that. If you meet expectations, the customers are willing to pay for it. As long as they're getting great food and service and a nice ambiance, then they're yeah. fine. I mean, it's. I still get nervous when I see all our $40 plus entrees at Oceana. I say to myself, wow, how did, how did this happen? But there's really no choice. And pe people are ordering normal. They're used to it. Because it's not just us. It's everyone. Right. Yeah, you're not remotely the most expensive restaurant in your part of Midtown. So that's not a problem. Well, in your parts of Midtown, because you got Oceana sort of right in the middle and then Esca on the edge, sort of. Not the very edge. Molivos, yes, yes, yes. Oh, did I miss say that? Sorry, Molivos. That's okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and are you bringing in a lot of your former Molivos customers? Have they made the trip? They are. They're definitely making the trip. And this is when you really appreciate and, and realize, wow, we had, we really had such a strong following. And, uh, you know, not that we took it for granted, but maybe in the bigger space, we didn't quite notice the way we're noticing now. So they all, they all are coming back. That's cool. And so tell me a little bit more how the, how the feel of the new Molivos is compared to the old one. It's, it's, a, it's an intimate space. Very airy, nice outdoor lighting. We have a beautiful outdoor patio that we're going to open up soon. That'll be another 40 seats. We have an interior stone walls. I'll give you a peek of them where the design carries to the outside. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's lovely. Right? And, and we're enjoying it. And it sounds like business is pretty good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, lunch we're trying to build, uh, but it's definitely good. And the quietest nights of the week are Monday nights. Hasn't that always been the case? Because Broadway's dark on Monday too. But yes, that is um, always the case. And, and it continues here. But what we are also uh, seeing is the, is the, is the residents it's a much stronger resident residential neighborhood. I mean, just above us are 1500 apartments. Oh. So we're, we're, we're developing an all new regular clientele also. And it's a very theater 
driven uh, a lot of actors that live here, both uh, presently uh, uh, on Broadway and retired. There seems to be that, that, that demographic here, right upstairs. Something about this building, uh, uh, Manhattan Plaza, when it was built, it was built to cater to the, to the, uh, the Broadway and local actors. Uh, and they've made their they've made their homes here. So it's not a bad celebrity spotting place, especially. No, it's for not. no. that's no. cool. Uh, so what other uh, adjustments have you had to make or chosen to make in in Midtown now that the either at, at the new Molivos or at the old Oceana now that people uh, are settling into their into some sort of new routine? No, it's it's basically nothing different, uh, menu-wise. Just just a, we we don't have the full mezze menu that we had. We just have the selection of spreads, uh, and the rest are more bigger size appetizers. So the menu is just a little smaller, uh, but but otherwise uh, we have five whole fish. Maybe before that was a little bigger, but but otherwise not nothing. You know, we, we have lamb chops, we have the lamb uvetsi, um, we, uh, nice roast chicken, the stuffed peppers, the cabbage dolmades, uh, so moussaka, of course, and, and it sells better than ever. And that's it. No no other major changes. And you were able to keep the whole staff that was at Molivos before? That, yes, we did. And we timed it perfectly when Molivos closed last January. And that staff we took to work at, at Hudson West. So between um, the, the old Hudson West staff and the Molivo staff, they all came here. So that, that made this opening one of the easiest we've ever done because it was a seasoned staff with, right. with minimal, minimal training. So they picked it up instantly. What did make the, what the opening was a little difficult here because it took a while to get gas. So when we were finally ready to open in, in October, it took uh, Con Ed another few months. So we were working just on electric. That's when the menu was extra limited, but we made it work. We were working out of one convection oven and one uh, steam-driven oven. So that was, that was a little challenging, but it was okay. The, the customer understood. And uh, we let everyone know when they came in, we didn't have the grill yet. So we didn't have our whole fish and no lamb chops. I mean, and, and you have, who, who is the chef at Molivos now? Uh, Jose, uh, Jose Vega, who's been with us 20, 22 years, 23 years. He was the executive sous chef and we promoted him to chef. Well, that's great. And yes. in general, it sounds like you've had a lot of staff that have been with you for a long time. Well, a lot of 15, 20 plus years, yes. So as you might have heard or read about somewhere, there, there, it's hard to keep staff and uh, can, continues to get difficult. So what, what do you guys do to keep everybody happy so they don't quit? Well, I think they really take to, you know, we're still a very family-driven operation. We, we're definitely very intimate with our staff. It's just a, a lot of love with one another. They love the food. They love the, what they do. They do here. Um, pretty simple formula. Nothing, nothing complicated. You, you just we're we're very close. We've always been close with our staff, uh, and uh, they they like they like the environment here. 
And so, you, of course, some people did leave the, the business altogether during the pandemic. Right. And and they did not return. They 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 moved out of state, so they they left for for different reasons. Um, but it was but even it was the right amount of staff that left because because we're a smaller restaurant, we wouldn't have been able to rehire everyone. Well, that's handy yeah. when you can keep your staff due to attrition. And do you offer yeah. like medical benefits and things like? Oh that? yeah, yes, absolutely. That's always been part. We we have we have um, we don't have a four hundred one k, but we do have medical and you know all the you know pay time off and all that, um, all those things that are familiar and necessary. Sure. Uh, have your uh, customers changed very much? I mean, I guess it's more of a pre theater crowd, but I also hear stories of of New Yorkers going out to eat earlier. Yeah, have, have you guys noticed that? We do. We have noticed it, but this is a later neighborhood, sure. so we do get that nine nine thirty customer. We do want a little more that ten o'clock, uh, and they do come. But and and some of that is at post theater. Oceana is slam busy at five five thirty, where we don't get as much of that eight thirty nine o'clock. So we do, we do get an earlier diner, and in Westchester we get an earlier diner. Uh, we get a five five thirty uh, customer that um, is um, that that's a new habit. We don't get the later diner in Westchester. Habits definitely have changed in the suburbs. Well, and, and suburbs, as I heard, have been doing pretty well. As I said, I'm I'm now patronizing my oh. local uh, bars and restaurants in Brooklyn more so than in Manhattan. So. They're happy. But, you know, I was yeah. going out to dinner with a friend last week and was having a heck of a time just getting a reservation at seven o'clock. I mean, it's it's nice to see on like a Thursday, I think. It's nice to see that uh, that restaurants are right. quite busy. That's still, even for us, a difficult reservation because when you when you fill up by 536, you have to almost wait till that 730 turn. So that's why seven o'clock as, as nice as a dining time it is, it's not always easy for a restaurant to, to give out. Yeah, better to shoot for 8 o'clock. But my okay. friend was coming in from New Jersey, and I didn't want to make her get home super late. Mm -hmm. kids. That would have that okay. been me. Um, so what are the plans for the, the, the Ivano's family and your restaurants uh, going forward? We have the four restaurants right now just just continue to build them and make them better. Uh, little renovations in all the restaurants. Oceana just did a, a substantial dining room reno renovation during the pandemic. So not, nothing, not looking to expand at the moment. Whenever we've done any expansion, it's always been spontaneous or an opportunity that uh, presented itself. So we're, we're content with what we're doing right now. And, and what are your four restaurants now? Obviously, we have Oceana and Molivos, both in Midtown. And then in Westchester, the Modern Barn, in Normont, and City Limits Diner in White Plains. And they're also doing well, probably better. They're, Westchester's doing great. It's you know What happened during the pandemic is the amount of people that moved to Westchester, even though people were moving out and, and, and moving to Florida, mm -hmm. uh, an equal amount and more did move to Westchester. And there's lots of construction. Lots of new apartments, 
in White Plains, for example, by the thousands, actually. Um, so there's more density, and and uh, we've seen uh, no downturn in business, just the opposite. And are those mostly people moving out from New York City or from everywhere? Definitely from New York City, yes. But I think at this point, it's it's stopped. I, I'm not, whoever has decided to move has moved. Uh, and um, it's it's good. It's very enjoyable. And because we live in Westchester, for us, it's very easy to visit all the restaurants. Like when I, today's my city day. So I spend my day at Moligos and Oceana. But at the end of the night, I stop at the Modern Barn. Uh, that's where our central office is also. So it's easy to stop there before I go home. So we're very hands-on still. Now that's great. And and you said two of your kids are directly involved in the restaurant. Uh, Johnny, Johnny and Enrico. Johnny at the moment spends all his time besides, uh, he represents Greek wines with, with diamond imports. With, with, and diamond imports is also the importer of Stray Dog. So he has that going on. And then he, he works here. So for example, he went, he's in Boston today and he'll be back in time for dinner tonight to Molly's. So everyone's working hard. Everyone's hustling. Yeah, well, that's part of the business. Yes. In terms of uh, alcohol, do you guys have like new cocktails, different wine programs, anything like that going on? The, the wine, the cocktail programs are always changing and being updated. The wine list at, at um, Molivos, I think it's safe to say probably the largest wine list in America and possibly even in Greece. I mean, we have a 750 uh, bottle wine list. Oceana, uh, Paul McLaughlin, our partner, has taken over as wine director and it's a very French driven wine list there. He's doing an amazing job. Every time I walk in, he's tasting wine and, and loving it. So our, our wine and spirit programs are stronger than ever. And the, the Molivos wine list is mostly Greek, right? All Greek. All, All Greek. Greek. Yes. Wow. That's cool. Yes. yes. Has, has it been hard to source Greek wines during the supply chain disruptions? How did you cope with that? Um, no, it, it hasn't been. Because Kamal, our, our manager partner and, and also our wine director here, he's, he's very, very in touch with the winemakers. He just came back uh, last week from Inoroma. That was the, the uh, wine expo that takes place every year in Athens. So he's, he's, he goes to Greece two or three times a year and, and very in touch with the, the wineries and winemakers there. Uh, so no, we're, we're very up to date with all aspects of our wine list regarding uh, Greece. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. When you specialize only in Greek wines, do you ever have customers who come in and want like a big Napa cab or something like that? Yeah, they do. And they, they, there's always something Kamal can um, offer instead of. And, and you know, you're always able, we have about 20, 28 wines by the glass. So the, it's very easy to give someone a taste and then to steer them towards a, spe a specific direction. Yeah, it seems like the the whole Greek wine uh, scene has has grown so much in recent years. I mean, long before yes. the pandemic, like Greek wine was mm -hmm. coming out faster. Right. So, yes. Mm -hmm. They can be hard to pronounce, like Xenomavro and Ioritiko. Right. But enough people have been to um, 
to, to at least Santorini and how the wonderful Asifi goes from, from Santorini that they're, they're recognizing and coming back and asking for them. That's handy. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, that, that about covers it, Nick Livanos. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk. Thank you, Brad. It's uh, great to be with you. Likewise. I hope we can do it in, in real life sometime soon. Uh, it's it's good Please, to know. Yeah. How, how late is Molivos open in case I want to swing by? and uh, Till 10, 1030. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep that in mind. And also yeah. suggest that our audience check it out if they happen to be in the House Kitchen Theater District area. Please. Thanks, Brad. Thank Good you. to be with you. Likewise, and uh, as I Thank said, you. hope we do it in real life soon. I hope so. Hope to see you soon.